Welcome back to the Bleached and Bothered podcast, and if this is your first time listening, welcome. Thank you for joining us. I'm your hostess, Layla Halbert, and I'm so glad you decided to tune in. Um, And if you're a faithful listener and you listen to every episode every week, thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I appreciate the new listeners too, of course, but you know, the OGs, the swears that you got to take care of your people, you know? I don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, I was just telling my uh, lovely guest today that I need to pre-record my intro so I don't have to act like a fool every week, but I don't know. I think maybe it makes me a little more human. So that being said, um, I want to introduce you guys to my friend Berkeley. You can say hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, my favorite thing about this whole like podcast situation is it's just an excuse for me to like hang out with people people. that I like don't get to see all the time well even people I do see all the time but I love it um anyway let's see how are we gonna get this shit started today we've got a (laughs) how was everybody's Thanksgiving um by the time this comes out it'll be like a week past but it's okay um mine was a little chaotic but it was good how was yours mine was the same it's kind of like a blended family situation so there's always like that one person who you're like, oh, are they going to get too drunk this year? Are they going to do something stupid? But I think everyone was pretty well behaved. That's good. Yeah. Do you get, does anybody in your family have kids? Like, do No you, kids. Okay. Yeah. Which is kind of unfortunate. It's kind of fun to have the kids. Yeah. We just have the dogs, the fur babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Running around. Fair three. enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, well, I guess we can start with uh, how we know each other. Are you nervous? A little. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the way you're looking at me right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I just, oh my, oh, oh my god, what a mess. Guys, hold on one sec. I just realized I take video of every episode to like post a clip and I didn't hit record. So I'm going to do that real quick. (laughs) Intermission. What's the Jeopardy theme song? Like, as my voice cracks like a 13 year old boy, it's fine. (gasps) There we go. Off to a rocky start, as per usual. (laughs) Was it the wine? Maybe the wine. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, juice. (laughs) As we both take a sip at the same time. (sighs) Well, let's see. How do we know each other? We, I met you, like, probably three or four, four years ago, maybe? Almost, yeah. Trying to... Like, three and a half, like, summer of 2016. Okay. Or, like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, about three and a half years ago or so. Um, so, Berkeley and I have known each other for a, a couple of years, um, and I think we just met through some mutual friends and kind of just... You know, when you meet, the cool thing about meeting someone as an adult or, like, making friends as an adult is, like, you can kind of tell, I feel like, for the most part, like, who you're going to vibe with and who you're not. Mm -hmm. And the great thing is, like, you get to decide who your friends are. Like, it's not. Of course, you're always going to have, like, those few friends that you, like, grew up with or, like, went to school with. And they kind of, like, sometimes end up just, like, being a friend by default because you've just known them for so long. Totally. But I think that's kind of the cool thing about growing up and becoming an adult is like you you don't really you have to find different ways to make friends and meet people and expand your circle because if you're not in school yeah or you don't work in a job that's super social Mm -hmm. yeah you uh 
kind of have to be okay with putting yourself out there a little bit more to make friends. That's so true. Um, so I feel like definitely we like hit it off right off the bat. Um, fun fact, because we talk about astrology a lot on this <laughs> podcast, um, Berkeley and I are basically astrological twins. We so are. we have the same exact sun ascending and moon sign, which is Pisces, Virgo, Aries, um, which is probably why we get along so well. <laughs> we I haven't like we love or hate each other. Yeah, but it works so well. yeah. We haven't butt heads too much. I don't think. No. Not against each other. I, no. Maybe against the same people. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to name drop, but uh, I feel like that's another way to, like, know you're good friends with someone is you just, like, hate the same people. (laughs) I don't hate anyone. Yeah, I do. No. (laughs) Not, yeah. Well, it is what it is. Yeah. Hate might be a strong word, but maybe people that we prefer to see in little to small Small, yeah. small to no doses. Well, like you said, like, as an adult, <laughs> you decide who you're going to be friends with and who you're going to give time to and who's going to put value in your life. Totally. So I think we've kind of... Yeah. We've grown together. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, as Pisces women, mm-hmm. we tend to have a little bit of a stronger intuition about people. Very true. And I think that that, that sense definitely gets better and stronger as you get older and go through different life experiences so it's kind of nice to just like know that you have a friend who's like you know a real ass bitch yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think we can always relate on like i don't know i'm feeling this is this valid and just like absolutely yeah yeah yeah, that's pretty cool for sure um yeah so i guess just uh we're gonna talk a little bit about um some relationship stuff today. Um, Berkeley's going to tell us a little bit about herself and kind of some of the things that she's been through in her life, um, which I'm really excited about. And I don't think you and I have really ever had like a ton of conversations surrounding Probably your not. like past um, relationships before I met you mm-hmm. um, and stuff. So I'm excited to to hear about it. <laughs> so um, go ahead and just like tell everyone like kind of where you're from, give us a little background um, and we'll go from there. Totally. Yeah. So I am originally from Bellingham, Washington, where, you know, that's where I met Leela mm-hmm. um, through mutual friends, like she said. Uh, born and raised there, lived there. I'm uh, 32 now. I've lived there until I was 29 and then had some kind of life things that we'll talk about, but basically decided like I just am ready for you know, a new challenge, a new place. I've never moved anywhere else. And so now I live in Seattle um, in the Ballard neighborhood, which is super cute. It's kind of like a bigger Bellingham, in my opinion. Um, and basically just otherwise, I'm from here. My family still lives here. So I'm here for Thanksgiving, have a ton of close friends. But yeah, went to school here, grew up here. And yeah, so I found myself in Seattle. So um, when you, how how old are you? So you, okay. We're just going to come right out and say it, that Berkeley got married at one point in her life, is not married anymore. That's mm-hmm. kind of what we want to talk about. So kind of how did you meet your ex-husband? Yeah. Kind of walk us through, like, totally as so, much as you're comfortable sharing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty open <laughs> book. And, like, in we find out in the dating world today that, like, if you have n- not even, like, skeletons in your closet, but if you have, like, quote-unquote baggage or things, everyone has it, obviously. But if you just come out and tell people and they're okay with it right off the bat, like, great, invest more time. But, like, why would you withhold that when eventually it's going to come out? Like, I'd rather people know me for, like, yeah. my whole story and not just, like, 
you know, yeah. find things out eventually and be like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, like, why didn't you tell me that sooner? Exactly. Which, at the same time, mm-hmm. I totally get what you're saying, and I feel the same way a lot of the times. is like, might as well just put it all out there. But at the same time, too, I feel like sometimes, like, I'm – in my head, I'm thinking – as I'm talking that I need to stop saying the word like so much. So I'm consciously, <laughs> that's what's You're going through my brain. Not right? saying <laughs> I'm like, word. let me verbally process what's going on in my brain. Stop saying likes a goddamn much. This one's for you, dad. <laughs> he called me out on it. He's like, you need to oh. stop. Um, anyway, I probably do too. what I, I feel like as much as I also prefer to just kind of like lay it all out there. Mm-hmm. I also feel like sometimes people need to earn Oh, yeah. You sharing personal information or, you know what I mean? No, I agree with that, too, Um, for sure. So it's hard to, I don't know, sometimes it's hard to find a balance. But, like, for me, I have a kid, obviously, Mm -hmm. and that's something that is a deal breaker for some people. Yeah, which, I I mean, is also silly. I guess. We can talk about, I'm sure we'll talk about that because, like, (laughs) we'll talk about, like, what dating is like now. Yeah. Um, Currently single you know, in yeah. that world, um, sort of. I mean, not really actively, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's like if, like she said, we have we have this intuition, and maybe it's a Pisces thing, or maybe it's just our personality thing. But um, I, I usually get a feel for someone, and if I feel like this is going to go somewhere, then I'll, you know, obviously divulge into that. If I'm like, this is probably someone I'm never going to talk to again, I don't care to share all that because yeah. it's not relevant. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, and it's another. It's like another thing too. If somebody asks. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm oh, not, yeah. sometimes, well, sometimes I'm guilty of just throwing it all out there, but also I've kind of learned how to reel it in a little bit and wait until somebody asks the question. But specifically w- con- concerning having a child, that's something I feel like people kind of want to know yeah. right off the bat. But I mean, I'm not going to go into every b- terrible relationship I've ever been in no, and every no, time no, I've no. been heartbroken and all the, you know, whenever I, all the, my own shit that I deal with in my head, whatever, you know, that, save it, you know, save it for the... Yeah. Well, and I think we kind of, like, figure <laughs> out as these things we go through, like, what kind of defines us. And to me, my divorce does not define who I am as a person. No. It's, a right now, it's such a small blip of, of my life in the grand scheme and how much I've grown and come so far since then. So, yeah. I was thinking backtrack. So, I met my ex-husband when I was 22. I was, like, just a few months shy of 23. Oh, wow. I didn't realize long, that. Long, long, long time ago, yeah. So, I met him through mutual friends. And so, he's, you know, the kind of, like vetted already like he's oh he's such a great guy you're gonna like this guy and we kind of like crossed paths a few times um he was a few years older than me but I actually thought that he was like closer to 30 when I met him just based on kind of appearance definitely attitude and like very like old soul kind of person yeah um and I you know I'd gone through different relationships before and one of them especially with like somebody who is just so not mature that it was it was really refreshing to meet someone like that who seemed to have like their life together had had you ever been in a serious relationship before you met him yeah I mean I was in a relationship with um a guy from let's see I think I was like 19 to 21 okay and um and it was Ooh, one of sorry those guys <laughs> kick the mic stand <laughs> she's getting aggressive <laughs> <laughs> um and it was one of those kind of like tumultuous like Oh, it's kind of my first love. And then just turned out to be, like, literally the demon. We've all been there. (laughs) Some of us more than once. Yeah. So then when I met my ex-husband, it was, was like, very refreshing. And we just, you know, we did it very, like, uh, 
old school, you know, I think we didn't kiss until like the fourth day and he kind of courted me and, um, you know, my friends knew him. So it was easy to introduce him to friends and things like that. So we, we always had like a, a really good relationship up front. He's very good with people. Um, I will say that uh, he comes from a family where they're pretty conservative. They don't um, talk about emotions, mm. which, he, you know, he would tell me how he felt about me, but not like what was ever going on with him. Mm. Um, but, you know, I was like, this is okay. And like, and, and it looks great. And and actually just being from a small town, being from Bellingham, which I mean, it's not the smallest town, but it it's is. pretty small, It's pretty small. I was actually um, one of like the last of my friend group to get engaged. And, uh, you know, we had been going to, like, all these, like, weddings together and, and everything. And so it was just, like, that's kind of, like, the path that I was, like, okay, I'm looking for someone I'm going to marry. Yeah. Because um, that's what you do. And, right. You know, and I was 22, 23. Like, I literally, that's, like, 10 years ago now. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, want the same things necessarily. Um, totally. But anyway, so we uh, we were dating about two years. He actually proposed to me on Thanksgiving in front of my whole family and friends. Oh, wow. And nobody really knew. Like, I think my aunt knew. And I no didn't one know that knew. either. Yeah, and honestly, so not Am my I thing. psychic for... Maybe. I mean, here it is on Thanksgiving Day after, yeah. Kind of weird, actually. That's interesting. But yeah, so like, so not knowing me well enough to know that like a public display like that is a lot but it's like you also are kind of like well, what am I gonna say no like I was so excited because of the idea of like oh this is my person we're supposed to be together like every, you know everyone says you're supposed to be together so uh so we got engaged we ended up we had a pretty long engagement it was two years okay so like during that time like we'd had some kind of like arguments and things like that and Eventually, it kind of got, like, a little bit bad for a while. And I was like, you know, I kind of feel like we should go to counseling. And he Bad, like, just... Just, just we couldn't um, communicate properly in an argument. And so, like, for me, like, I want to talk it out. And, like, yeah. he'd be like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's just forget it ever happened. What was the age gap between the two of you? Only, like, three years. Okay. But it still was... It just felt like he was, like, an old soul. And I have a very young soul. as a mature, but, like, young, active. Yeah. And he kind of, like... Yeah, we're just very different in that aspect. Um, and so anyway, so he he was like, no, we don't go to counseling. Like, we're going to be together forever. It's fine. Like, you know, like you're quote unquote stuck with me. But, he, you know, didn't mean it in like a Not in those kind controlling of, yeah. way. But like in the way that like, we'll just figure it out. That's just what marriage is. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, then we'd have ebbs and flows. Things would be fine. And then you're like so caught up in the wedding planning. And we had we ended up having the hugest wedding. Like really? unintentionally so. Um, how do you, how do you unintentionally so, have okay, a get that. So we, like, I mean, we have big, um, big families and yeah. friends. Um, and so we had a bunch of people invited, but like, they always say, oh, expect maybe like 75% of your people. So we had invited like around 220. Okay. Um, and so we thought maybe like 175, somewhere in there, um, day of wedding, 250 people <gasps> show up. I don't even know who they were. Like, I don't, like, I think everyone's like, I got six friends. I got five friends. Like, I have this cousin. This will be fine. It was insane. And, like, we had set out, I think, like, 210 chairs just to be safe. And there was, like, standing room only. And thank goodness we didn't run out of food. Like, it was That's crazy. Wild. Yeah. So You we, needed a bouncer at your wedding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, at this point, we've been together almost four years. Uh -huh. um, so, a long time. And so, then we get married. Um, we... You know, we're married. Uh, he wanted to have kids. Like, we talked about having kids, uh, mm -hmm. like, one year later. And oh, that that's wow. what his, his plan, which is a little interesting. Like, I, I'd never really met a guy who, like, was, like, 
I have a timeline. This is when I want kids. Like, it's usually that's kind of the woman's role. And I was kind of like, oh, we just, like, figured out. And, like, when it feels right. But he was like, no, like, I want kids to be born at this time of the year so they're older for their class and all this stuff. And I was like, this Who is- thinks about... Okay, I- well, I guess there are a lot of people who do think about that. But I guess. it's just... That's not me. So whenever I hear something that's, like, not well, something I would do, I'm exactly. like, what the hell? It's like, <laughs> it's like it almost rubs me the wrong way because I, I don't know if you're the same, but, like, I really don't like being told what to do. No. And especially, like, this is my body. I'm the one who's going to carry this kid or what, right. how many kids. And, like, don't tell me when I'm going to get pregnant. Like, like, I will make this decision consciously. That's, like, when I have, like, I have a lot of guy clients and some of them are you know they have a few kids already and they're like oh well we just had one but we i really want her to have another one and i'm just like let her recover first man. of all calm down like <laughs> until you're legs. the one who has to be pregnant you need to take it easy <clears throat> anyway Seriously. yeah so <laughs> so you're like okay dude like so yeah so about a, a chill, year girl. yeah so about a year went by and he's like so like what do you think blah blah and i was like listen like, everything inside my body was, like, gut feeling, no, not yet, don't have kids yet, it's not time. So I was, like, honestly, I'm not ready. And I started to have almost a panic attack. This and- is after you've been married for a year? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's, like, no, listen, listen, we can wait another year. We can wait another year. Because it yeah, that timeline, right? So I was, like, okay, okay. But so- also, how ignorant, like, just because you want to have yeah, a baby at a certain time doesn't mean it's... Like, snap. No, it yeah. doesn't work like that. No. Oh, God. And so I'm it, annoyed. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm bothered. <laughs> My headphones just fell off. She's she's bleached and bothered right now. Um, I'm bleached and tipsy right now. So <laughs> go home, you're drunk. God damn oh, it. I'm already home. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not driving anywhere tonight. Woo! <laughs> my, my kid's asleep. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I keep no, interrupting. No, you're Continue. fine. <laughs> um, so anyway, so he said, yeah, okay, we can do another year. Um, and then we, you know, we just, again, we're just, when every time we'd have, like, a miscommunication about something, like, it would just not get communicated. Like, like me, I want to talk to you. Him, he'd want to, like, run away and, like, slam a door. And I'm mm. like, are you kidding me? Like, just let's just talk. Like, humans. Like, and he would raise his voice and because he was so upset and he didn't know how to handle it because he didn't communicate it. And yeah. I would just be sitting there calmly, which I almost feel like made him more, more mad. More mad. Because I'm sitting there like, why are you yelling at me right now? Like, we can talk this out. Um, not to say I'm like never fiery because guys, I'm a ginger. I am a feisty little one. So uh, anywho, full on, full on. (laughs) But I feel like, I mean, I'm kind of the same way where it takes, it takes a lot for me to have my bush, my buttons, Jesus, my buttons pushed enough to Mm -hmm. where I'm actually going to like raise my voice above what my normal talking level is and get really Mm -hmm. fired up and like exactly like if i if i'm mad i i can say it very clearly and concisely without yelling and scare you yeah i can do that yeah but anyway um so again i was like we need to go to counseling this is not working and he's like that is stupid that's a stupid idea people who do that have problems we're not them blah 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 and so eventually it got to um just about a year and a half and things were so rocky we went on like a trip with his family and i just felt so inauthentic around him in front of them and i felt like i'm putting on this lie i'm not being myself i'm like another thing that was hard uh for us in a relationship is i'm extremely social yeah social butterfly you are like so (laughs) berkeley and i are similar in tons of ways but I feel like the biggest way that we differ is I am 
a I'm like a 75% introvert, 25% extrovert mm-hmm. and I I can hold a conversation with anybody, but I'm not going to approach anybody. Yeah. I'm, I like to observe the room and kind of just sit back a little bit. I like to be the center of attention, too, but in especially in, like, a big social setting with lots of people, especially if it's a lot of strangers, yeah. I'm not one to be in the middle, like, talking to everyone, and I feel like you're the opposite. Totally. You're a much more extroverted, like, yeah. thrive, get your energy from being around people, which is great. I exactly. love it. Exactly. But, but he was, he, so he was actually, like, a very social introvert. Um, but like, yeah, in that matter, like he was great at talking to people and charmed people and people loved him. He was like, everybody was like, oh, he's so great. So they never saw like any issues. Um, but then he'd come home and he'd be like, I don't want to see another person forever. Like, and it got to the point where he stopped wanting to go to like family functions or friends' birthdays or like anything. Like, he's like, you can go. I don't care if you go to any of these things, go have fun. But like, I'm not going. And so that was another thing. And I'm like, this is not a partnership. Like, I feel alone. Well, and to it, sometimes that's, that can be okay. Like, I think it's fine for people and healthy for people to have their own lives and yeah. still be together. But it, if it's always, all the time. Always. and it got to a point always. And that was like, It's the, the other side of the spectrum where they're either going to every single thing and now all of a sudden they're not going to any, there's just not that balance. It's right. like, well, what the hell? Like, well, and then people are Especially like, if you want them to be there with your you. your husband? Like, how come he's not at my daughter's birthday? You know, like, does yeah. he, oh, like, what do I just say? He's at home watching football. Like, no, you know, you have to say, oh, you know, he wasn't feeling well. Or, and, and I'm seriously, like, it, like, rubs me the wrong way to be inauthentic. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah. So, that was the, the trip that we went on with his family. And that's how I felt the entire time, like, we were putting on this front. Um, and he would, even when we'd have issues, he'd be like, just don't let other people see it. Like, let's just keep this between you and I. Which, to me, is, like, I literally felt like there was, like, bubbles inside of me that were going to burst out. You know, like, yeah. it was just, it was rough. So when we got back from that trip, um, I actually had a girlfriend of mine who was going through a divorce and had a little boy and needed somewhere to stay. So we had a, a couple of extra rooms. So she came and lived with us for while you were still married. While we were still married. Okay. So um, so she came and lived with us, and so we got home from that trip, and it was the first time that I ever said the words out loud, like I don't think this is working, and that was a private conversation I had with her. He wasn't aware of it. And I was like, I need to talk to you because I feel like you would understand this, having just gone through that yourself. Um, And so saying it out loud, like, that was so scary, but also kind of liberating. Because when I feel like when you get to a point, because I've obviously I've never been married, but I've I've definitely um, been with people before where I get to that point where you think something in your head for so long Mm -hmm. and you know you know yourself well enough to know that as soon as you say it out loud, there's it's not real. really any going back. Exactly. And Your no, mind's that's made exactly up. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so anyway, told her about that. And so then once I'd said it out loud, um, I addressed it to him and I said, hey, listen, I need to go to counseling. And he's like, why? And I said, because things aren't working and I need to go. And he goes, are you thinking about separation? And I like, I hadn't even said those words. And I was like, yes. And he's like, okay, I'll go with you. And I was like, no. I was like, it's too late. Like, I've asked you for years now. You told me that was stupid. You told me that wasn't your thing. I need to go because I need to talk to somebody who can, like, advocate for me. Yeah. Um, And so... Or at least feel like you can talk to someone and not feel the pressure of... Yeah. Say what you really need to say without feeling like your partner, who you're already 
having a little bit of a tumultuous time with is going to be sitting there judging you or resenting you for whatever you're saying. You just need to like get it out. Talk to someone who doesn't know you, doesn't know your situation and just be open. And having him wanting us to keep everything so private all the time, it's like I couldn't talk to my family about it. Because the second you kind of put that idea in someone's head, um, you know, that's all they're going to think about yeah. with that person. And it just wasn't Especially fair. people who love you. Yeah. They don't want you to be hurt. And mm-hmm. so if you say anything negative and they care about you, they're going to have this. Every time they come around, the other person comes around or whatever, they're going to have this salty taste in their yeah. mouth. Yeah. And yeah. protective mannerisms. So yeah. I found um, an amazing counselor in town. Um, and she was just, she just, I was nervous because I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I went to counseling when I was a kid when my parents got divorced, but that's it. And that wasn't a great experience. So I was like, yeah. I don't really know, like, opening up, am I going to feel comfortable? Yeah. Um, but I just went in there, and I just unloaded. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm sorry in advance. I know I don't know you, but I got to tell you all this that's stuff. That's their job. Fit it in an hour. That's why they get paid the big bucks. Yeah, because so she, she's like, so why are you here? And I'm like, let me tell you. <laughs> and so anyway, so after I finished my whole thing, she goes, wow. She goes, so... Most people in your situation who come in here have, like, no idea how they're feeling, but you know exactly how you feel, so what are you going to do about it? And I was like, oh, God. And she's like, do you feel like you need space? And I was like, yeah, I do. And so she's like, my suggestion would be two weeks, no communication, one of you stay somewhere else, and literally just live your life do things for yourself and see how you feel see how you feel yeah and you know you don't have to tell anyone about it like it doesn't have to be a big thing yeah just just live separately and just see what happens and I was like oh my god he's gonna hate this like I don't know what to do yeah um so anyway so I went home and I told him and he's he's very like okay and so he had a friend that lived actually pretty close to us um who had an extra room and so well at this point he's probably thinking oh shit i gotta listen to what i better do whatever i need (laughs) to do because even though you guys had a hard time together and communicating obviously you know you had to love each other to get married and you know those feelings are there and so the thought of losing it for him, especially since he wasn't on the same page with you and how you were feeling was probably like, Oh shit, I better do what I need to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so it was really hard, like, you know, that night and, and having him leave and we were both kind of like crying about it. And, and then he left and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I felt like a million like pounds were on my chest and I was like having mini anxiety attack and I'm like, Oh my God. So then anyway, slept on it. And then the next morning I just felt this wave of, relief yeah and I was like oh this is this is the right thing yeah and it was that like that that gut feeling of like okay this is literally like you didn't realize that you were holding your breath for years and Mm. now you can finally exhale yeah and so um so basically those two weeks went by and I just spent the time doing things that I love I went on hikes with my girlfriends I did a like a 5k race and I um you know just spent time with my family and and just you know kind of didn't really talk about it to there's like one or two people I talked about it to um and otherwise I just kind of went about my day went to work came home just did my thing and there was even one point where he like reached out to um my roommate at the time who was staying with us um to be like hey can you just tell her to tell me like if it's over and this was after like one week and I was like tell him I'm taking two because I want to be sure mm-hmm. and so at that two week um mark we met at Boulevard Park in Fairhaven and we sat on a bench and he's like it's over isn't it and I said I'm really sorry but it is and he's like okay 
And so um, my like biggest fear in this, which is it's kind of sad because it's like you're losing someone who was like your best friend. Like that was obviously a fear. But like we had two dogs and they meant like the world to me. And I was like, I will literally give him our house. I'll give him the shirt off my back. I just want my dogs. And he was kind um, and was like, I would never take the dogs from you as much as he loved them. And it broke his heart. He's like they're yours and otherwise we just like split it down the middle just made it really easy and he was he was so agreeable and the interesting thing was I was like wow he didn't even like try and like fight for me like part of me thought about that and then he like at one point was like Berkeley I know you so well that once I know your mind is made up there is no changing it and I'm like well I appreciate that you knew me that well such a Pisces thing yeah I'm exactly the same way it's like once I decide because usually I, I feel like I can speak for both of us here Usually when you get to a point where you know someone enough or your relationship with another person enough to where you actually get to a point where you have done all this processing either out loud or in your head and you get to a point where you make a decision, Mm -hmm. there's nothing else to process, you know? (laughs) And I feel like sometimes people are the opposite where you make a decision and then afterwards you're like, oh shit, was that the right decision? And then you start doing all this processing after the fact, but Mm -hmm. because I hate to keep bringing it back to me, but I'm just relating to you so hard, <laughs> even are. though I've never been married. But no, it doesn't matter. You know, like, the, that feeling, like yeah, that, yeah, that feeling of just like, when you're done, you're done, mm-hmm. which is. And you've been through, like, you may as well have been, like, just with things that you've gone through. So it's yeah, like, yeah, for sure. But anyway, so then, uh, yeah, we had a pretty quick and easy divorce. We, you know, I ended up bringing in a lawyer just because there were some, like, financial things that I just yeah. was like, I don't really feel comfortable doing this myself. And there were a couple points where he got a little bit salty at the end and like just made us think like I need these nightstands and I was like you need four nightstands and he's like yeah I need four nightstands I was like cool all right whatever you can have it I don't care yeah yeah and so it was like it just got to a point where it was like it's just not worth it I don't want to argue did you notice any so how old were you when you guys officially got divorced 29 okay so it was I think probably right before I met you it was like yeah. right before yeah so it was like we separated in April okay. beginning of April and it was like finalized by August so it was not a very drawn out thing but okay. we didn't like talk during that time yeah and I think I met you in like June or July yeah um so did you feel like any of your family or friends or anyone you were close to like what 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 was that like as far yeah. as hey everybody I'm getting divorced like this is did you feel like you had any anyone like say anything rude or judgment or you know what I mean yeah no and actually it's so funny so I'm like so close with my mom I love my mom dad like she's like my best friend but she didn't want to believe me and she was just like honey this is just what happens in marriage and blah blah and I was like no mom like I'm telling you and she just I just think she didn't want it and it was another thing about um kind of why I think why I got married and everything um another reason anyway is like I'm one of three kids my older sister wasn't married my younger brother decided uh he was single at the time I think and he decided like I'm not gonna have kids when I grow up and blah blah my mom was like I want grandkids so much and she would always like hammer it home and so it's like I do anything to please my mom I love my mom and I do you know your Enneagram happy. number oh gosh um I don't know I have to check. I want to know. I bet you we're the same. I bet we are the same. <laughs> I know I'm an ENFP on the Myers-Briggs. Oh. But you're, you'd be I'm, different because you're not E. You're no, I. I'm I. Yeah. I wonder if the others are the same. I, um, I have it saved somewhere, but yeah. anyway. Yeah, I have it somewhere within. <laughs> I have to check. Um, but anyway, yeah. So basically, she didn't want to believe me at first. Yeah. And so my mom and I typically do, like, a trip for my birthday every year, and it got postponed a little bit. 
um, this time. And so we ended up doing it in like, I think it was the end of April uh, after we had already separated. And so it, it took like, a bunch of fireball shots and like I know <laughs> ridiculous. I would never touch that stuff now because I'm like, oh, barf. But anyway, um, we're sitting at this bar and I'm talking to her about the marriage and things that she didn't realize and like the type yeah. of like behind the scenes stuff that I, I never talked about because well, like you like we were talking about earlier, you don't want to yeah, you don't put a bad taste in people's water na- of, mouth about this is my husband. Like yeah. I'm not trying to like make, make him look bad, hate him, yeah. you know, or like or not trust him or whatever. Yeah. Um. And so I finally said you didn't realize that like this time when we came to your house and we were all hunky dory, like we had literally had a fight about this or like this had happened before. And I, and I said, I need your help. And he, <sighs> you know, you know, wasn't listening. And we both actually ended up just drunkenly like sobbing and hugging. Oh my and God. she's like, Oh my gosh, I get it. I get it. You know, it's so yeah. it kind of a breakthrough. Yeah. But otherwise it was, it was, everyone was super supportive in my family. Um, now like the weird thing about, me leaving him um, was basically I had to decide that I was okay with being the villain in some people's eyes because quote people, unquote, quote unquote, people always want to see, uh, you know, they always want to put blame on someone. And it's like, it's no one's fault, but I'm not going to just sit here and slander him. He wasn't a bad person. He yeah. didn't do anything to physically harm me, anything like that. We just weren't a match. And we just didn't you got, see it. You were together young. You got married young. Yeah. And we and, and figure out who you are. Like, like who I am 10 years ago is not who I am today. Because Well, and, and who you're going to be 10 years from yeah. now is probably going to be a lot different as well. Exactly. And and I, I think I'm just so grateful that we didn't end up having kids and, and things like that that was going to tie us forever because we just weren't meant to be. And staying with him would have held him back from finding his love someday. You know, somebody who's going to love him the way he needs to be loved, somebody who's okay with, um, you know, what his goals are and what his likes are. And we just were, we just didn't fit. Yeah. And it's the same with me. It's like, I was holding myself back from potentially finding someone someday too. So it's just, yeah. And you know, it was such a small town. There, there's some people like you kind of lose some friends because yeah. they were couple friends, and suddenly they don't, they can't relate to you. You're this single person who's like out there living. Did you their life. have anybody who felt like they had to, like, Say, choose sides? Oh, uh, a little. Which was, you know, what was interesting about that is like, some of them like started. They were my friends, but they were couples, and then like. They just saw, so like basically afterward, I just, you know, I'm living with my newly single friend and I'm newly single and we were like, let's go live our lives. Like yeah. we, we've both been in relationships. Hers was 10 years. Yeah. Mine was almost six. Yeah. And we were just like, we don't even know what we're like at this age. And we yeah. just want to like. Get to know yourself again. Well, and like not have to like ask anybody's permission. Like yeah. we can just do our thing. And so, you know, there were some some people who just couldn't relate to that anymore because they were married and they had kids and like and then obviously they're like they, he probably wasn't out doing that because that's not his style. Well, and it's also not that it's your it's not your responsibility at all, but people who don't know or understand what you went through yeah. and why the relationship yeah. didn't work. And it's like, it's not your responsibility to go around explaining in no, detail to no every single person who ever has known the two of you. But, you know what I mean? Believe me, people wanted to know. Well, of course. Suddenly he's not on like my social media yeah. or like, you know, cause I never made it public. I didn't put like the heartbreak emoji thing on a, the relationship single. status. She's not single. I just erased Divorce. it. I just erased everything. Yeah. And then I, cause I was like, you know what? This is a constant reminder. I still have pictures yeah. in places, but, I'm not going to, like, have it out there for the world because it's just, like, 
I need to start fresh. Yeah. And I remember there was uh, one gal I used to work with, and she was my friend first, married, kids, etc. Um, and she reached out, and she was like, I am so heartbroken for you. I loved you, too. You guys were, like, my couple goals, blah, blah, blah. And I said, honey, I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm not heartbroken. Yeah. Like, you can't be heartbroken for me. Like, I'm sorry that this upsets you, but that's this doesn't have to do with me. You could ask me how I'm feeling, what's going on in my head if you want. But she, like, had this thing, like, oh, my gosh, like, you failed and all this. And I'm like, I didn't, actually. Like, I no. feel good about this. Yeah. And, you know, I felt guilty. I don't want to hurt him. But, again, long run, we would have been miserable. Yeah. And it's not worth it. Well, it's not fair to either of you to stick something out just because you signed a piece of paper. Now, that might upset some of our listeners Mm -hmm. who believe that marriage is a life contract. And technically, I suppose it is. But at the end of the day, it's like you're still your own person and you have a certain amount of control over your own well-being and happiness. And if you've done it, you feel like you've done everything you can and it's still not working, why, why should you like just keep being miserable exactly just because you signed a piece of paper well, it just doesn't make and any it comes sense out and like i feel like when people stay in things like that that's when like infidelity happens yeah and that's when like verbal abuse and things like that because they just don't know what to do and it, it there's no excuse for those type of things but like had they like maybe gone their separate ways and they could have found their own happiness and it's like I don't know it's not traditional I don't come from like a religious family so like that wasn't really an aspect uh, for us but I understand that people are going to have different beliefs Um, yeah this just is mine yeah for sure like I mean I was a a child of divorce and I never thought I would be a divorcee I'm like that's not me yeah we're gonna stick it out for life and yeah but it came to a point where I was like, I'm not living for myself right now. And like, I don't love myself right now because I'm being somebody who I'm not. And he, you know, I have such a bold personality just by nature. And he kind of wanted that subdued. So it fit better with him. And I was like, I am a firework man. And I'm going to get out yeah. explode. <laughs> so anyway. Well, that's the thing is, is when you do have a personality like that and I feel like again that's something that I struggle with a little bit too is I've been with people where um I've you know I've had people guys I've dated or other people tell me I'm too much or I need to tone this down or it's just like let me just I mean we all can there's always improvement that you could that can be done on yourself of course we're always growing and evolving and changing but not but you want to be with somebody if you're gonna sign up to have someone be your life partner or even just a partner for however long amount of time that is you want someone who's going to number one, accept you for who you are and, you know, challenge you, but not in a way that is changing the parts of yourself that you like yeah. and dulling your shine. How That sounds exactly. cliche, but no, it's but like it's true. you want someone who, who loves that about you because so, it's something that you like about yourself exactly. and you want them to, to be able to be comfortable enough with themselves to let you be the light that you are and they can they're secure enough to be able to handle and say hell yeah that's my girl you know so I recently um heard this guy's theory about like finding your person who's fuck yes and so (laughs) which I thought I'm like okay that's really blunt but okay but basically you're saying if you don't feel like fuck yes about this person why are you doing this why are you wasting your time like you should look at that person across the room dancing like a goofball and be like fuck yes that's my girl or that's my guy and just like be proud of them and just you know like 
I like that they do this quirky thing or I like them for their passion or whatever it is. But like, even if it's something that you know, it's not necessarily your thing or you don't agree with, but you're still like, fuck yes, that's my person. And I was like, I kind of like that. I'm going to start using that more totally and not waste my time on people who like, I'm like, Oh, maybe I could learn to like, like, no, I can't change what I like or who I like. I tried that and I got married to somebody and I was like, this person's different than I normally would be interested in, but I'm going to, you know, he looks good on paper. I'm going to make this work. But I never was like, fuck yes, this is my person. Well, and I feel like in order to have a healthy relationship, you have to have a pretty good idea of what's important to you, what your priorities are, and if the person you're with, if they're what's important to them and what their priorities are line up. Now, mm-hmm. they don't have to be in the exact same order. You know, they can have different things that are important to them and you can have different things that are important to you. But it's like at the core of who you are as a person, if you know yourself well enough, mm-hmm. you know, okay, this is these are my deal breakers. This is what's important to me. Um, these are the character traits that I need and that, you know, this is who I am. This is what I need from another person. And once you know that about yourself, it's pretty easy to weed out, you know, when you meet somebody who is going to be a good fit and who's not. And now, right. of course, there's always those people who are going to be able to smooth talk and mm-hmm. tell you what you want to hear and whatever. But that's the whole point of getting to know somebody is you have to kind of figure out, like, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. And which is, I don't know, a huge, a huge thing is especially coming from small towns like we both do, it's it's so socially acceptable and so normal for people to meet in high school yep. and be, like, dating, you know, through high school and then just and get then married just and, you know, or you get married super young because that's what you think you're supposed to do and then right. you have to have babies in a certain amount of time and mm-hmm. then, you know, have the... There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's a lot. And... Pe- not no shade to people who get married young. It works for some people, yeah. and some people you know people who success. have like you know short engagements or aren't dating very long. Whatever it works for some people, but I think that it and I think it is becoming more normal now. But I feel like it should be instead of the norm being getting married young, having babies, starting your life when you're 22, which is to me sounds insane. Mm-hmm. Um, it sh- I feel like it should be more like no, like what's the rush? Yeah. If you love someone, you're not going to stop loving them just because you don't have a ring on your finger. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, there's and a lot no. Of people, yeah, they think, oh my god, we gotta hurry. We gotta. Yeah. There's a certain order to do these well, things. Well, people and... change, and if you you change throughout your whole life, other people change. What you know, your priorities, and and if you can grow together with somebody, great. But if not. You don't want to be in this stage where you've only kn- you can only get to know someone so well in a year or two years. Oh, yeah. I hate to break it to you, but no, like, true. you know what I mean. Or especially like before you've lived with them, like you learn so much about a person yeah. when you move in. Yeah, like those those secret little things that they had behind closed doors after they left is so it's so yeah. different. Well, it's, that's the thing is it's just like marriage is not not that it's the, it's not the be all and end all and honestly as I've gotten older I'm just like I don't know if I'll ever get married like even if I do meet someone that I want to be with I don't I don't know if that's a thing that makes sense for my life necessarily I don't mm-hmm. know who knows my my perspective has changed a lot especially since having a kid but 
just as I've gotten older and as I've kind of, you know, because I grew up in a pretty conservative upbringing and in church and stuff, which there were parts of that that was really great. But there were parts of it where, where I've over the last probably six or seven years have been kind of questioning, well, why do I believe this? Or is this something that really makes sense for me? Or is this something that I actually believe in? Or is this just something that's been pounded into my brain for my entire life? You know what I mean? So anyway, that whole bird walk (laughs) to say that, you know, slow down. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, yeah. Just slow it down. Why why are you rushing? Like if you care about each other, you'll be there. There's no rush. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. There's, I mean, I'm sure there's, there, there could be any, anything can be argued, but I don't know. I just feel like in my own personal experience, having friends of all walks of life, all different backgrounds, different ages, it typically pans out better if you take your time Mm -hmm. and really get to know not only the person you're with, but yourself. Getting to know yourself is huge. It is huge. I honestly, I used to be one of those people that was like, you can't love another person unless you love yourself. And I think to a certain extent that's true, but it's like, you're, you're going to always have moments throughout your life, no matter how confident you are, how self-aware you are, where you're going to be insecure, sure. where you're going to have always stress have or anxiety them. or, you know, whatever. So it's like, I don't, I don't think it's true that if maybe sometimes you don't love yourself, that you're not capable of loving another person. I don't think that's the case, but it's, it's you need true. to, I think it's important to, to know yourself well enough to know these are the things that are important to me mm-hmm. and that I don't want to compromise yeah and if the other person's things don't line up with you or you don't agree with their list of things and I'm not talking a list of they have to have green eyes and black hair (laughs) you know what I mean yeah I'm talking the important shit writing down yeah priorities and like that's something that my mom um has been great about like she's always had me write a list of what I want in a person she's like write it down be specific write literally everything down even if it's three pages long and then just refer back to it when you meet someone does this person fit most of these things are they loyal are they um confident are they you know um family oriented whatever it is that you want in a person she always says write it down and i do and sometimes i'll reflect back and i'll be like you know this person that i give a chance to like they don't meet like some of these that are deal breakers for me yeah. and why did i like well that's think, the thing is oh, but i like them maybe you know it takes a lot of self-reflection and, and processing to figure out, like like I said, what those things are. Yeah. And it usually comes down to, you know, it, it doesn't have to be, a, you know, maybe your list is really long, but I don't know. As I've gotten older, I'm just like, I'm more concerned about a person's character mm-hmm. and how their our personalities complement each other than I am about what you look like yeah. or even, you know, where you're at in life as far as, you know, like... Would I like to be with someone who's successful, has a good job, and can support me? Sure, but I'm a grown-ass woman. I can support Take myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm more concerned about, are you kind? And... Are you mm-hmm. communicative? Are you going to be honest with me and not be a cheating asshole? Because yeah. ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> it happens anyway. But um, So all that to say, good for you well, for you. doing <laughs> what you needed to do to get back to yourself and and move forward with your life in a way that honors your own being, I guess, yeah. if that makes no, sense. Um, so how, um, how do I word this question? So what, what has, what was the transition like for you when you guys officially split um, 
and then from then until kind of like where you're at now like yeah what what was that so um yeah so we split in April of 2016 and um I just kind of met almost like a new circle of friends including you Mm -hmm. um for that summer and just it was so cool to be around like people who had such kind of like minds like they just you know were energetic and they and they love to be together all the time and like just you know have you know parties or or go boating or do whatever you know it was kind of like figuring out who I was again and then I also just channeled like all of my anxiety and frustrations in the world like into the gym and into running and going on hikes and things like that so just anything that's gonna like better my mind um but you know have like that like play hard work hard play hard balance thing um but I also had a bunch of friends that were down in Seattle and I kind of found myself like being like I don't want to just be in this town and be somebody's ex-wife. And granted, my new friends didn't see me that way, but a lot of the old friends did. And it's such a small town. You see people everywhere and everyone would want to ask you because suddenly they see all these social media posts of like, who are all these people that you're hanging out with? And I, why don't I see your ex-husband in there? And like, it it just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I kind of like to get away a little bit. So I spent a lot of my weekends down South with my friends down there. And I was like, this is interesting because there's not a lot of times I would go somewhere where I felt like I could live here. Like I usually would get homesick, yeah. but I stopped having that feeling and I actually started getting more homesick towards like, I really wish I was back down in Seattle right now. So I, it was kind of scary cause I'm like, I literally had never moved in my 29 years. And, um, I just found a job in Ballard in Seattle, which is such a cute neighborhood, by the way, if you haven't been come down, come visit me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, I found the job, I got it, and I moved um, by New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve, so it wasn't a very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, April to New Year's Eve. And so crazy. Yeah. And then I just went down there. I had some friends that I knew already, and I just started making, like, new social circles. Um, got really involved in my community. I was a, I worked for a bank, and I was the, like, kind of local business banker. So I got to know restaurant owners, bar owners, like, just kind of cool community members and just kind of start anew. And I'm like, you know what, like – I can be my authentic self. Like, I don't need to go into what my history is with, with people. Like, I yeah. they just know me for who I am yeah. now because I'm still discovering that. So, yeah, did, like, a little, like, I think I got on Bumble for, like, one month. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Seattle guys are terrible. Okay, bye. And deleted. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Depends on your I perspective, mean, I suppose, when you've been trying to freaking date up here. What a I mean, show. I would say up here would be worse, but to I be like, honest, I literally. I go to Seattle on the weekends occasionally, and I, like, will get on my apps. I'm like, wow, this is heaven. <laughs> right? Well, it's like a new pool of people. Yeah. But, but the thing about. The longer you live somewhere, the smaller it gets. Yeah, it's small. Mm. And, like, I don't know. So they, they say there's that thing, the Seattle freeze or whatever. And for people who are actually from Seattle, it can be kind of true. Like, they they kind of have this thing, like, I have enough friends. I don't need new friends. Like, I'm good. So I've tended to gravitate towards transplants who, like, come from the East Coast or anywhere. It's California. You name it. And they live there now. And that's, like, pretty much my huge circle of friends were, yeah. like, all, like, not from there. So we just have that kind of, like, open, like, door like everyone's welcome personality so yeah that, that works out really well but yeah dating a lot of like guys who are like actually from Seattle if you go out with them like a lot of them are very like 
uh, Seattle's different, and and the things I really do like about it is people they get married later, they have kids later, they're very career focused, and that's kind bigger of bigger cities. I feel like that cities, is definitely. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't understand. I, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense, I suppose, but it's just interesting how that yeah s- this the general stereotype of being in a bigger city is that's more normal. I, I mean, I, I guess, guess. Cause there's like more to do, yeah. and like here there just necessarily isn't like you're, like, you're living out nothing in the to county, do. Might as well get ma- married. Ma- I yeah exactly and like in the city you're like oh there's always something going on or maybe like you know you live in a city where you make more money and then you're like maybe i'll travel more or maybe i'll do this do that and and also like different buying a house in seattle is ridiculous so a lot of people aren't settling down as quickly you know so anyway um but yeah so like guys that are actually from there a lot of them are like i just remember this one guy on like our first date was like He's like, yeah, you know, I have, like, a lot of, like, rental properties. I have all these things. He's talking about, like, all these successes. He's like, so I definitely need a prenup before I got married. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you're talking about this on a first date? And I was like, okay, okay, I'll never see you again. This is going to be great. But, yeah. So, anyway, got off the apps. I ended up meeting a guy uh, there in, in real life through some friends and dated him for a while. But, like, you know, didn't work out, which is fine. And I'm actually so content. Like, I love my life on my own. Like, I have two amazing dogs. I have a million great friends. And, you know, I think that's kind of the best place to be in is when you're really comfortable and happy on your own. And yeah. you're, you know, I'm working hard. It's important. I have a great career right now. And, you know, yeah. And I, and I live on my own. And I love that kind of independence and not having to necessarily answer to anyone but myself and do what, yeah. you know, makes me feel good and healthy. And so, yeah. You're so living your best, best life. Yeah. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Well, that's the thing is... fall into place. In my opinion, I feel like when you get to that point, or at least get close to that point, you're less concerned about, you know, feeling the pressure of, I need to have a partner. I need to settle down. I need, yeah. to, have, I need to have someone I can share all these well, experiences. You know, it's like... Do I'm, they don't find it. They're too like, desperate into it. They want it too badly, and it pushes people away. Yeah, well, when you're living your best life and uh, <laughs> just being, you know, your authentic self, Jeez. you're going to attract... <laughs> That's those are the the kind of the kinds of people you're going to attract, whether it's friendships, mm-hmm. whether it's a potential relationship. I think, yeah, um, no, and I think so, so people gravitate towards that kind of yeah. energy, and I think yeah, you get from the world what you put out into it, and so I try and live authentically, positively, positively, <laughs> too much wine, <laughs> positively, and also just like express like openness to whatever's coming up yeah you know yeah well yeah it's like you love your life but if you were to meet someone who lines up with yeah you know those things that are important to you and you have the chemistry and whatever it's like hell yeah like you're open but not in a place where you're like i need to settle down i need to do this and you know it's just like you're just living like oh I, i could set you up with someone i'm like Eh, no, I was like, if you we, if you invite somebody somewhere and we hit it off, great. Yeah, but like I've just I'm not into that. Like I'm not. Yeah, it's not the space I'm in, in right now. Yeah, I need that. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I go. I feel like I go back and forth with that. Like I, for the most part, I'm like I've got a lot going on just between my job and having a kid mm-hmm. and maintaining friendships and relationships with my family and whatever. And I'm like, I'm good. I've got my hobbies. Yeah. I got my people. But then, of course, there's those moments where I'm like, it's nice it, to have someone. Yeah, it gets a little bit lonely. And I, yeah. I, for, you know, because I do have a son, I, I have those moments of like, 
you know, he's never going to be little like this again. And, you know, I would love to have somebody to share. I mean, I have my family, of course, and they're great. But you know what I mean? Like having a person who is going to be there for not just for me, but for him to to kind of like know him through all those stages and get to experience that um, with me. And I think that's the thing that's oh, God. Why am I trying to cry right now? Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, those are the girl. things that kind of, like, get me where I'm, like, you know, I just, I love him so much that I want somebody to be a part of our, not just for me, but for him, too, you yeah. know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, so I definitely, you know, have those moments where I'm, like, it's kind of a bummer, but then I, you know, but then you try to kind of put things back into perspective for yourself where it's like, I do have support and I do have people who love both of us and who are there to share those moments, um, with him and Well, and I think about it, like, so I think about, like, my, my parents. So my, like, biological dad's not in the picture. My stepdad's been in my life since I was 16. And to me, he is my dad. And my parents met with, yeah, so, like, when they were, like, in their 50s. And they found, like, the greatest love of all time. And they're just stupidly cute. They're, like, (laughs) been together, like, 15 years. And they just, like, like, are so in love. And I'm, like, there is hope for anyone out there. You can find your person when you're... Not that it's ever going to take that long. But just to say that there's also more than one person for everyone out there. Like, people always are, like, well, I need to find the one. It's, like, okay, there might be someone who is is your one. But, like, it's not to say that there's not somebody else out there. And, like... I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people on this planet. There's a lot of people out there. Hey, I never thought I was going to meet someone with my another Pisces Virgo Aries, but here we are. Here we are. We made it. (laughs) No, and it's true, though. But it's like, I don't know. It's also just life is so short. And in in the grand scheme, like, you will look back, like, five years from now, and you'll be like, Remember when I was, like, worried about this and now it's so irrelevant and you're with this person that you're crazy about and life is great or you're on a different path doing something else and it's like, I'm so glad it didn't happen right then because that, you know, wouldn't have allowed for whatever's to come. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. One thing that especially with, like, you know, just all these life changes that I've made in the past almost four years now is uh, focusing on what you can control. And I think it's so important because there's so many times where you're just worrying and you're worrying about this, you're worrying about that, but it's literally like, it's just causing this unnecessary anxiety. And so I focus on what I can control and I remember this stupid, I'm I'm such a weird, like, I like little quotes, but um, there's this one that was like... It's like worrying is like walking around with an umbrella waiting for it to rain. Yeah. And it's so true. Totally. Like you just are like holding all this. Well, what if, what if, what if? And instead, why don't you just like do this one thing that you actually have control of? And then it'll, you'll just feel accomplished. You'll feel productive. You'll feel better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, I mean, that has been like my mantra for a few years now, especially, I keep going back to, you know, having a kid, but I mean, that's kind of a huge life change. Yeah. Um, but, you know, especially with the situation that I was in um, when I got pregnant and everything. Um, but yeah, that was a huge thing was like, you know, like, oh, well, what if this happens or what if that happens? And, oh, I'm worried about this. And that. it's just like, slow down. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you right now? Yeah. What do you have control over and it could be something as little as you know I'm gonna decide I'm gonna go for a walk for an hour and turn my phone off you know like little little things things or self-care too that like can help with that or when you're stressing out something think about okay well what where what is my role in this situation that I'm worried about and what can I do about it and if it's something that's completely out of your control it's like 
you kind of just have to try to take a step back and think like, well, there's not really anything I can do about another mm-hmm. person's actions or decisions. So True. let me focus on what I need to do to feel okay. Exactly. Or to better the situation or whatever the case is. I think that's so. huge. And just like finding something that you can channel your energy into it, whether it's singing or it's going to the gym or like a brisk walk or just cooking or do whatever you like, something that you can literally do and accomplish yourself and just feel like, check, I got it yeah. done. I'm yeah. such a list maker. So I'm like, I just yeah. check something off and I feel so much better. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So I, so kind of, we're getting... Man, we've we've Ooh. hit an hour already. Look at we go. Giggle break. Anyway, <laughs> so kind of to just like wrap wrap up the conversation a little bit. What what would be like if you were to give somebody a a piece of advice about um you know, just marriage or even going through divorce or like just kind of that whole yeah well, thing. Like what would your, what would your biggest like takeaway or like piece of advice be for somebody who either has gone through that or is going through that? Yeah. I would say, honestly, um, if you can do counseling, even if things are great, even like premarital counseling, anything like that, just to talk about the way that you communicate and find like, cause most people are not going to communicate the exact same way. So just to find a, like a common ground and like go into it knowingly. And also another thing, which is a tire entirely longer conversation, but is learn that person's love language. And I don't know if you've like read about those, you know, there's hundred percent. Yeah. So like basically like mine are like words of affirmation and physical touch. Okay. And so you know, knowing what somebody else is, how you give and receive those love languages and like things like that, just being in tune. And it's just, again, it's all about communication and do it early. Like even if nothing seems wrong, like then, then you're only just helping yourself. You're only just setting yourself up for a better foundation with this person. Yeah. Like learn, learn how your communication styles can work together. Yeah. And be okay with, I mean, just to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, it just reminded me of, you know, there's been times where I've met guys that have been really nice and they are, you know, thoughtful and they're, they have all these qualities that I really like, but it's like something's not there, whether it yeah. be chemistry or whatever thing. It's like, just because this is my advice for all you single people out there, if, whether you've gone through divorce or not, yeah. it's like, just because somebody's a nice guy or a nice girl doesn't mean they're the right guy True. or the right girl, you know? Go with your gut, too. They're, like, honestly, there yeah. were times where my gut was pinging me and I didn't listen, but I'm going to tell you, my gut has never been wrong. Yeah. And we try and silence that, but yeah. honestly, when you come back to it, you're like, part of me knew. Yeah, hindsight. So, anyway, but I, I don't regret anything. I yeah. think you learn and you grow, and, and yeah. I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't go through that, and, like know what that was like so yeah. totally yeah I mean no it's well and, and you mean you have a great it's so important to have a support system whether it's your family or people who you've chosen to be in your life you know your friendships or whatever and that's huge just in any for any situation really so yeah. you know if just having those people around you that you can bounce those ideas off of or even a stranger like a therapist or a counselor who you know is just a non-biased outsider yeah, listening to the information you're helpful. giving them and saying, you know, well, and kind of guiding things that you don't even notice that you're doing too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That would be my advice. Wow. Yeah. So deep, so much knowledge. 
super knowledgeable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to enjoy listening back to this one again. Oh, you know how when you, uh, again, with the the little cheesy quotes or whatever, which most of the time they're, I mean, everyone gets on Pinterest and looks up yeah, listen, quotes for Linda, whatever you the hell you're up, going you through. You do it. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you do? You do. <laughs> oh um, but I, I don't know if it was a quote I read or if I heard someone say it on another podcast. I don't know, probably both. But it was like, usually the advice that you're giving somebody else or, or something that you're saying to someone else is often the advice that you need to hear yeah. yourself no, that's or so true. I guess it, I guess another word for that would be like in a way sort of like projecting mm-hmm. what whatever is going on inside for you or in your brain that maybe you're not even aware of you know pay attention to what you're talking with other people about and yep. sometimes you can reflect and be like oh well maybe that's something that I'm also struggling with or that maybe that's something I so need to true. be paying more attention to not to get like super like philosophical or whatever but yeah, it's true. um I like that a lot yeah no, it's true. Yeah. Like, what advice would you give your best friend? Why wouldn't you take your own advice? Yeah, it's you know? hard. Yeah. It, it's a lot easier to easier to done. look at somebody else's situation and say, okay, here's what you need to do, mm-hmm. Becky. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. And then you're like, oh, shit, maybe I should be taking my own I'm advice. I'm Becky right now. Hit <laughs> <laughs> <It> me. <laughs> oh, so good. So well, good. I'm, I'm thankful to have you. Oh, I'm glad we met. Hey, so if you too. never got divorced, we never, we, we probably, probably never would have met. Yeah, we probably wouldn't have You know, us, and here we are. Here we are. Just living party. our best Pisces lives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, I must say that I feel like our taste in men is like kind, maybe not completely opposite, mm. but for the most part, pretty thing. different, which is thing. great. Yeah, that's great. We make really great wing women for each other. We do. <laughs> not that you need my help are because you you're like... <laughs> You're just queen, queen of the socials, and I'm just, like, in the corner waiting for someone to come talk to me. I got you. sometimes happens, sometimes not, but that's a whole other story. I sometimes, like, <laughs> I'm needing to rein myself in, like, Berkeley, maybe you should not be so, like, just loud and, like, no. go up to every person no. and say hello. No, nope. keep doing you, okay. Bill. I keep doing me. Listen, the people who, lo- who love it are going to love it, and the people who don't aren't, and that's just, that's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> Things will never be the same. <laughs> wow, we're great. You're actually a singer, and then my voice sounds like so hoarse right now. Well, I mean, oh. it's fine. He's okay. <laughs> okay, well, now that we have gotten all of that out, and just, yeah, deep breaths. Deep oh. breaths, everybody. Oh. Namaste. Um, Namaste. We are uh, at the point in the pod where we talk about something that is bothering us or perpetually, perpetually spell that. Ooh. No. No. I was like, you're serious? Uh Oh, I'm in a club. I keep like, I'm such a, I keep throwing my head back and laughing. My headphones keep flying off. (laughs) That's a good sign. So that's fun. Um, Okay. Pet peeve me, girl. Oh, you want me to go first? Do you want me to go first? I don't know. What do you want to do? You do it. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. So one of the things that irritates the shit out of me is a weak handshake. Ooh, I don't I care. Like I don't care who it is. I don't care if you're a woman. No. I don't care if you're a man. I don't care if Either. you're 12. I don't care if you're 50. Ugh. I don't care who you are. If I 
shake your hand and you give me a limp ass handshake. Ew, no, it's like creepy. Literally, well, I've had times where I'm like, can you try that again? Good. Like, we have little jelly fingers. Like, can you? Oh, also, just to piggyback on oh, that, like, um, a clammy, gross handshake. Like, your I mean, hands, like, full of sweat. That's. I don't know. But like it's gross, but I, to the if you're gonna little. if you're gonna at least shake it firmly, you can have sweaty hands. It's fine. This yeah, what but I, I'm, what is that? I th- no, you I know why I think it. it bothers. I think it bothers me because of that just stereotype of like, oh, you're a woman, so you you don't know how to give a good handshake. I'm like, you don't no, know how motherfucker. <laughs> What's not even a? It, I don't know. I guess it's just like a, a subliminal like respect thing. No, I agree. And, and I, I honestly, like, I try not to like just judge people, but that I'm like, oh, like you're. Yeah. Like, no. Like, have a, I would rather, like, an aggressive uh, it, handshake, honestly. It drives me crazy. I'm like, you're not going to hurt me. No. Just no, shake my hand. Like, you don't have to squeeze it until my fingers fall sure. off. But, like, but, like, give me, like, one front I don't want to feel least. like I'm going to rip your arm off when I'm giving <laughs> you a handshake. Like, it needs to or be a mutual just, pressure. Like, the fingers, not, like, the palm. Like, just a little. Oh, like, my little, God. Yeah, no, That's I a whole that other. St- I'm like, what That's are you, gross. Princess Diana? <laughs> and even if you were, shake my damn hand like a man. Just kidding. Yeah, okay, girl. <laughs> like a normal person. Yeah. It's like. Come on, mm-hmm. enough of enough of the limp noodle handshakes. The, the re- that's actually the reason why this is on my mind is because uh, I recently went down to see Berkeley and stayed with her for a, a night down in Seattle. And of course, anytime I'm with Berkeley, I meet a million people because she is so <laughs> extroverted, which is great and I love it. But all that to say, I was shaking a lot of hands. Yes. <laughs> And nothing makes me more crazy. I'm like, just shake, just give me a good handshake. If you're not mm-hmm. gonna give me a good handshake, give me a high five or, or like, like a, a hug. hug or well, depending on the person. I'm not much of a toucher. I don't Ooh, really love. I'm a hugger. Like, I'm not gonna reject somebody if they go in for a hug because I don't want to make somebody else feel bad. But, but like, I'm reach, typically yeah. not gonna initiate a hug unless I haven't so seen you in a long time. Um, that's just I don't know. I've just never. I think just because I'm, I don't want to. I'm. I'm, like, correcting myself as I'm about to say something mm. in my brain. I'm like, mm. I'm awkward. I'm not awkward. But when it comes to, like, touching someone I'm not, like, familiar with, I'm like, just don't. Unless I initiate it. Anyway, sure. that's a whole other thing. But I would rather I would rather a stranger give me a hug than give me a limp noodle handshake. Agreed. All that to say. So that's Agreed. my thing. Okay. Your turn. Well, okay, so I have, like, two. One of them is, like, just um, an in general. So at the gym... This is something that I've been experiencing lately, and it's when somebody is sweating, like, buckets of sweat, and then they don't wipe off the machine, and it's literally, <gasps> like, a sprinkler went Why are you it. so nasty? And then I'm like, now I feel so gross because I really want to use this machine, and I have to be the one to clean it up, and I'm like, did I get it all? Like, ew, oh, ew, it's just ew, disgusting. Ew, ew, like, ew, it just ew. creeps me out. So that's one. Like, God forgive, God forbid you have a paper cut, and you don't wipe ew, all the sweat off, and you yeah, get a staph infection. Exactly. Well, and, like, ringworm and happens die. at the gym when people don't properly wipe things off, and I'm like, no, man. I'm not trying to get that. Okay. Yeah, that's disgusting. So there's that. Um, Wipe yeah. off your machines. Yeah. If you're, even if you're not sweaty, just, yeah. it's common courtesy. No, I always, do, I always just wipe it off. Even if there's no beads of sweat. It's like, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. And I'm kind of a germaphobe, so it's like, anyway. Um, the other one is more of like, like dating kind of related. But um, so when guys will only like Snapchat message you and they don't ever text you, but like, 
I don't know. It just, it, sometimes I'm okay with it, but there are times where, like, there's parts of me that wonder, I'm like, okay, do, are they, like, worried I'm going to, like, screenshot what they say? Are they being shady? Like, huh. you know, I kind of thought about that, like, because, you know, they would know if you screenshot, and, like, so maybe it could be that. Like, maybe the guy's like, I don't want to be embarrassed if I'm, like, talking to her a certain way and, like, don't want her to share it with her friends. But then part of me is also, like, it disappears. So so that's the thing. It's, like, I, they might not respond for a day, and I'll be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, um, that is so annoying. So that bugs me. But then also, like, yeah, part of me is, like, are they, like, hiding something? Like, I don't know. Like, you just never text me. Like, it, it's different if they have, like, which I try not to, no offense to the droid users out in the world, Android users, but, like, if you have green bubbles, I'd probably rather Snapchat you because I don't want to deal with that. But <laughs> just, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, it's one thing if you are, like, you send a photo, like a Snapchat or whatever, sure. and then they respond yeah, to whatever yeah, yeah, you yeah. sent. I'm but it's, like, that, but like, having full-on conversations, you haven't talked to them a couple days, and like, then they, like, doing? initiate a conversation through Snapchat. I'm like, send me a text message. Well, exactly. And then you see, like, blah, blah, blah is typing, and you're like, okay. Like, and then, oh, especially if they do that, and then they don't actually send it. So I'll be like, yes, what do you want? <laughs> like, it tells me you're typing. The only... The only time I really even use Snapchat anymore is if I'm matching with someone on Tinder or Bumble, whatever, and we're yep. going to meet up. That's how you know you that have, it's really them. I will not. I will not meet mm -hmm. up with you unless you either add me on Snapchat yep. or Instagram or you text me yeah, and I need to, I need you to, yeah, true. Unless they send an instant story. Yeah, but I'm like, I need you oh, to no, send me. Instant story could be from a camera roll. Not always. There's a way that you can do it where it's okay. um, not from... You can tell. Anyway, okay. basically what I'm getting at is I need to know that I'm not getting catfished mm -hmm. and that you actually... I mean, no, oh, God. It's not like the most important thing is, like, what someone looks like, obviously, but, but it's sure like... It's who they say they yeah, are. Yeah, you don't want to... Yeah, so I'm like... Well, and as, you know, as anyone, men or women, we need to be safe out there. There's a lot of crazies in this world, so you got to make sure yeah. you're talking to that actual person. Yeah, well, and I've... I've Listen, even if you're not getting full-on catfished, I have been in situations where I match with someone on Tinder or whatever mm -hmm. app, and, you know, maybe they're not a 10 out of 10 at first glance, but they have a good personality when you start talking to them or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, I expect you to at least look like don't let these the majority of your photos or eight years old. Yes. And you like, you like either have like totally different hair or like your weight has gone up or down or like whatever to you look like a whatever, completely different whatever human. it is. It's like, I want to see what you look like right now. No. So I know that it's the same person well, that I'm talking to. And just a I PSA, like look better in person than your pictures anyway. Yeah. Like, you put, don't put your best photos don't put on 18 your face tuned like filters <laughs> on there and no. be somebody else. Mm -mm. Like be you. Yeah. Anyway, so another, <laughs> anyway, another long tangent. tangent yeah. That's, I'm the queen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, that is annoying. I'm like, mm. just send me a text. I want to look back and like, I'm, yeah, I'm I, busy. Well, exactly. You know? And like, that's sometimes totally I can't it. reply I might right away. What the heck you were talking about, and then they forget. Yeah. You know, you'd be like, what was that about? And they'd be like, I don't know, what did I say? And I'm like, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care. No. No. Yeah. Anyway. Well, wow. Wow. We really did it. We did it. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel good. This, like, is, this is fun. I'm Super assuming fun. this is the first time you've ever recorded a podcast. A lot of podcasts. No, no. <laughs> my first one. And, like, I actually hate the sound of my own voice recorded, and especially it's a little scratchy right now because, you know, it was, like, no, Thanksgiving no, no, and I stayed no, up no. and drank wine last night. But, yeah. You sound great. Oh, thanks. A little, <laughs> little manish. That reminds me of, uh, have you heard the Pharrell song? Sangria wine. 
thing. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to, though, because you have to not be this piece. My mom listens to it all the time. <laughs> well, that my mom's like, I love that Pharrell song, Sangria Wine. I'm like, oh, oh my, God. my God. I love it. I love it. Was he clothed? Was he clothed? <laughs> if you guys are listening right now and you haven't, if you're tuning oh, in because you want to hear Berkeley talk, which is great, love that. Um, but if you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, go back and listen to the ones with Mama Halbert. Oh, she God. is so funny. I need to figure out a schedule where she's going to be on an episode, like every couple episodes or something, because people are obsessed. Give the she, people what they want. I'm, hey, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying out here. She's amazing. <laughs> oh, well, this has been so much fun. So um, fun. I'm out of wine. You're not yet, but you're getting close. I'm getting there. So we're going to sign off here um, as per usual. Um, if you want to follow Berkeley, be her friends, yeah. slide into her DMs. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I'm, thanks. Pr- I'm pretty sure there's like three guys who listen to this podcast and they're all married. So. I mean, you'll know. It's you never 19. know. Whoever wants to slide, you slide. Oh, no, just kidding. I'm right? Just joking. Just jokes. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. I'm anyway. Um, Berk.boom with three O's. So B-E-R-K dot B-O-O-O-M because somebody already took Berkdaboom with two O's, but it's fine. Anyway, find me on Instagram. Um, and of course, if you're not following the podcast Instagram, it's... <laughs> at, <laughs> what, what was that? It's at Bleached and Bothered Pod and I post a lot I post different things there than I do on my personal account it's more fun some quotes some silly shit spray tans gone wrong oh, I mean face mask feels <laughs> um that's where all of the episode updates get posted first um I'm actually getting ready to do a giveaway on the Instagram Ooh. on the podcast Instagram page so if you're not following the podcast Instagram page already, you might want to get on that or you're going to miss out on a pretty sick giveaway that's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks here. Um, And then if you want to follow me, if you don't already, it's at Layla.Halbert and all of this information will be in the episode description for you to refer back to if you need a, you know, check for spelling. But I'm sure you'll be, if you found this podcast, you'll be able to figure it out one way or another. Believe in you. Um, and then what other housekeeping things? Yeah, just keep, um, keep those five star ratings coming. Um, I personally love the five stars, but also love when someone writes an actual review, that words of affirmation, that's my number one too. And then quality time, Mm -hmm. physical touch is at the bottom of the list for me. But, um, Mm -hmm. anyway, uh, yeah, keep, keep those reviews coming. Um, if you have you know, some constructive criticism for me, I'm open to that as well. Maybe leave it off of the um, reviews page and just send me like a personal DM. And I mean, do what you want. But like, also, like, don't mess with my kind. don't mess with my five star rating. Okay. Just made my little beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I feel like that was our whole weekend last weekend. Oh, I can't wait to come back. Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think we covered it all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. I know. Isn't it so great? It's amazing. I don't really like hearing my voice back either, but I do love talking into a microphone. It's yeah. kind of a weird... It's, not, like, I like, it's weird to hear your own voice. Like, hearing it in your head as mm-hmm. it's happening as opposed to listening to it once it's recorded it's different anyway anyway thank you yes thank you so much for coming and uh hope you guys enjoyed this episode and keep sharing with your friends 
tell people about the pod. If you have anything you want to hear me or my guests talk about, or you have someone you, that you think would be a great guest, um, they have to either be a client of mine or I have to be a client of theirs in one way or another. But uh, that's the only criteria. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we got. And uh, we'll see you next Friday. Bye.